You're listening to A Mighty Love, the podcast for honest and witty love wisdom. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to the podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, Demetrius. I am one of your co-hosts, Polly M. Gelseeks. And in this episode, because we had all the weird tangents from the last episode, I will not go on a tangent at the beginning of the episode. I will just frame it up. Today's episode is called Don't Be a Dick, and it's specifically about dating etiquette. I did not want to name it dating etiquette. I feel like I've used that term so many times that I was yeah. like, yeah. We wanted to talk about some things that we think are dating etiquette rules that are a bit more modern. Yes. A lot of the dating etiquette stuff that I read from like way back just doesn't even apply anymore. Like I'm not going to like go on a date with you and then give you a card that says like thank you so much for your time. Like indicate on this card if you want to see me again. It's no, I'm not going to to page you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in, in like 621 which means thanks for the date or whatever. I remember there used to be like lots of codes. Like random pager codes? Yeah, like they I do I mean, not remember them, but yes. Maybe it's cuz I'm a tiny bit older than you. But like I remember <laughs> there were a, there were easy ones like one four three like i love you oh yeah i remember that one and stuff like that but there were there were so many that i some of them i'm like doing does anyone use any of these so i don't think so maybe anyway doctors yeah sure doctors they're the only ones that use pagers right as far as i know yeah if you are a doctor and listening which i hope you are i know at least one doctor i think who listens Mm -hmm. please let us know if you use pager codes like i love you when there's an emergency with one of your patients Yes, I love you. Uh, We're going to remove your appendix. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. Yeah, or, you know, you don't, like, fax someone to ask them for a third date. Yeah. I don't I, know if anyone ever did, but you shouldn't do it now. It, I don't think you should fax anything ever, really. I try to avoid it. Yeah. So, actual dating etiquette for the modern world. For the modern world. Uh, let's start with a thing that has happened to me, has happened to yes. you, but I think we've had very different experiences. Uh, it's when you're out in public with someone that you're dating, but you maybe aren't like super serious or maybe you are. Uh, what or happens it's like when... so new that it's unclear what it even is. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So how do you introduce someone that you're seeing to people you might run into in the street? Yeah. So let's start with like if you've been on like one or a few dates, like a couple of dates. It's always awkward because you got to make that call real quick because yeah. usually you're not planning to see your coworker at the bar where you're on this date. Right. I think if it's it's super early, like if it's like the first or even the second date, personally, I think it's totally okay to say this is my friend Demetrius. Like I, like I feel like if I if in the world where you and I were on a date and I ran into a coworker and I was like, this is my coworker. This is my friend Demetrius. I feel like you'd be like, that's fine. We can call it a friend because this is too weird to like explain right now. Yeah. What do you think about that? I think that one's fair and Mm -hmm. easy. The few times that it's happened to me, uh, I, if I've been the one to say like, this is my, if I'm introducing Mm -hmm. someone to someone else, I'd say, this is my friend. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I think that's fine. I have also at least, twice just was like hey this is so and so we're mm-hmm. on a date just like that's just also okay. put it out that's there fine. yeah like we're on a date you don't have to establish yeah. what your relationship is to no. someone just we're on a date people are like oh okay well let me let well, yeah let me that, let you get and back then to that that's also a good way for the person to be like okay bye yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that they know to go away you know what's probably a bad way to introduce someone in that way is just like this is this person like this is yeah I don't know why I blanked on the name. This is Jennifer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have done that not on, not exactly on Parabola. So I've just been like, Demetrius, this is Liz who works in the cube next to me. Yeah. Where you kind of slide out of having to explain who that person is because you're explaining it to the person you're with. Yeah. But then you just have to hope your coworker isn't going to be super weird about it. Yeah. Like, how do you guys know each other? Like, oh, come on, man. Like, well, we're at a bar. Yeah. And we're giving you vibes like we want you to go away. So what do you think? <laughs> we're on a date. I think- yeah, I think just saying we're on a date is fine. I think um, I think the thing that can confound this a little bit is like either if it's a little bit more serious yeah. or if you're in the closet. Oh, yes. Which uh-huh. is a thing that has happened to you. Yeah. 
I've also been on dates where people have told me about the like, so, you know, when you are non-monogamous or polyamorous, it is not uncommon for you to not necessarily be out to everyone in your life about that. Some people feel like it's nobody's fucking business. Some people are worried about like legit, you know, like getting discriminated against or and some people feel like it's a little bit of a safety issue in terms of like people, we don't even want to delve into it, but like some people don't really understand the difference between I'm not monogamous and I'll fuck anyone, which is an important distinction we could delve into another time. But regardless, so some <laughs> people aren't out and then you're, so you're out with someone and it's clear that it's like a romantic context because you're like to dinner or like it's something. And then like you see someone, you know, and you're like, uh, fuck. And like you have to make a real quick call if you're going to ask the person you're on the date with to play along and pretend that they're like a platonic friend <laughs> or that you're going to come out to someone right here, right now in front of someone else. Yeah. And I think I was waiting in line to go to a show and saw some friends and my boyfriend was about to come meet me and come to the show. And I'm like, all right, I either text him while he's on his way to pretend that we're pals because I'm going to have to introduce him to these people. Or I come out to these people real quick right here, right now. And I like sort of like hand in hot. I was like, all right, I'm just going to come out because like who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, and so I came out real fast. and I was like, hey, and they're like, oh, hi. And I was like, so I think that I'm just going to tell you real quick right now. My husband and I are monogamous. I am on a date. My boyfriend is about to show up. Just FYI, I just didn't want you to be uncomfortable to think like something weird was happening. We don't need to chat about it. And they were both sort of like kind of surprised. They're like, oh, um, okay. And then my boyfriend walked up right on cue because perfect timing. And I was like, this is... They're like, oh, okay. And it was like a little bit awkward, but like I felt more comfortable. Like I didn't want them to think I was like cheating or they had to keep a secret from keep a secret from my husband like I didn't want it to be weird for them and like it was a little bit weird but at least I'm like I don't want them to feel like they're like complicit in a lie or something like that yeah. so that's what I did and like I feel like I've dated someone where they it they similarly just did something where like they ran up to the co-worker and they're like I'm not monogamous I'm on a date just FYI cool. yeah. and then the co-worker was like oh no big deal well that's good it could go poorly I guess it could go poorly if you're definitely committed to Staying in the closet, then I think that you got to be pretty kind to your date and, like, acknowledge how weird that's going to be for them. Yeah, regardless of whatever closet you're in. Right. Monogamy, if maybe people don't know you're gay or bisexual or whatever, like, whatever it is that's going on, you should be prepared for the possibility that you may run into someone you know and that if you're going to ask the person you're with to play along with not being on a date, that that's something you should probably warn them about. Yeah. And yeah. if they're not cool with it, then that's tough luck for you. Yeah. Hey. Uh, the world is tough and we have our reasons, but, you know, it's just as much their right to say, I'm not going to pretend that it is your pretend. right <laughs> yeah. to say that I am going, in fact, to keep pretending. Yeah. No, that's actually yeah. great advice. I would say the only thing I would add, not to when you're in the closet, I think you mm -hmm. know that perfectly. If you do run into somebody on a date while you're on a date with someone who you've been seeing for a while, but you're not super committed to... I mm -hmm. would highly advise you to never say that you're more serious than you are on that date. Like, never Ooh. be like, oh, yeah, this is, like, someone I'm seeing very seriously if you're not seeing them very seriously. Like, right. just don't lie. You can always say, you can always introduce someone that you're dating as either their name or say, like, we're dating. Like, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with it, but never imply that it's more or less than what it is. Yeah. Like, not like, oh, we're just buds hanging out on a friend platonic thing. And also like, oh, this is my super serious girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever. Like, don't yeah. pretend it's something it's not. I think sometimes there's like a little bit of mild panic because you and the other person are maybe working out what it is. And then you feel like, oh, if I say we're just dating, is that going to make them mad? But if I definitely don't want to overstep because then they're going to be like, what the fuck? We're definitely not in a relationship. Yeah. So I think there's always like... That mild freak out in your mind, you're like, oh shit, what am I supposed to say? What am I supposed to say? But I think just being, I think weird dating is fine. And if you feel like maybe that wasn't quite the right thing to say, then you can have a conversation privately later and not in front of your coworker yeah, of about course. what the yeah. fuck's going on. Yeah. Uh, and similarly, I guess if you haven't had the in the closet conversation and you end up introducing someone differently than you would have, you should you should initiate the conversation with the person you're seeing later about that. Yeah. I Don't think, wait for them to bring it up. 
Because that's a good way to piss somebody off. Yeah. The, if that happens, just so you know, like, there's a very good chance that you will then be prompted to more clearly define what you are. So mm-hmm. be prepared to have that conversation. Or not. Sure. You know, or be prepared to say, I haven't made up my mind. I'd like us to, like, keep seeing each other for a while and revisit this. That's yeah. a fine thing to say. They might not be okay with it, but that that can happen anytime anyway. Yeah. I think there's a lot of tension around when you feel like you're forced to define something before you're sure what you want. And that's difficult, but that's also life. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to cancellations. Cancellations, which in an ideal world, no one would ever have to cancel a date. Life would just work out perfectly. But let's say you're seeing someone uh, or interested in seeing someone. You could be... Before you even met, but you've like matched, you've messaged online, you're setting up a date, or you have met, but it's still early dating and you want to cancel. So like, what's the etiquette there? Like, let's say I've messaged someone, we seem to have hit it off, we set a date, but, you know, I have to take my dog to the vet. Like, how, mm. and it's legitimate. Like, I really have a legitimate reason to cancel. I got to take my dog to the vet. Uh, I have a friend visiting from town who's in town one day I haven't seen in five years. Like, crazy things that like... Life happens. Mm -hmm. I genuinely have to work late. Like, what do I do in those scenarios to make sure that I'm canceling, still showing interest, but like maybe this person doesn't know me very well? I think give a short explanation of what's really going on. Like, I'm sorry, my dog is very sick. Like, you don't need to get into like, turns out my dog has kidney stones and the last medication. Like, they don't need all that. (laughs) Yeah. No one even really wants all of that, even you. But I think giving a quick saying like, my dog is sick. I had to take him to the vet. I'm really sorry to cancel. And then if you suggest a specific reschedule, like, I'm really sorry. Are you free next Saturday? Yeah. That signals clear interest. If you're just like, my dog is sick. I can't meet up. They may or may not believe you. And if you aren't initiating to make it up and to reschedule, they might interpret that as a lack of interest. Yeah. I think that's the critical part, especially... I think in general, if you are the one who cancels, you should be the one to then propose a new plan that really shows just basic etiquette and courtesy. Mm-hmm. Like, you made time for me. I am now canceling on you. I will then reciprocate the effort you put in by trying to put in time to meet with you. I think that that goes a long way, whether you're early on or like dating someone for a while or just like in general with friends whatever yeah i think that that's really important but i i do think that early 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 on like the you don't want to get into too many details because then it just sounds like you're like okay you're just embellishing a story at this point right. like, i don't know you well enough to even know if you even have a dog you know right i think sometimes we over explain because we want to be like no 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 i really really do like you my dog is really really sick yeah but you just want to get away from sounding defensive because it's sort it like weirdly the more you explain the less true it sounds. Yeah. I don't know why, but it's it, that it is a thing. Like an, a lie can be so much easier to accept because somebody's like, I don't care. Like if you believe me or not, and it's like, oh well, they seem like they really are being honest. When you're mm-hmm. honest, you're like, no, no, no. You have to understand these are all the correct. These are all the things that went wrong, and they're mm-hmm. like, okay, this sounds like you're bullshitting. Like, yeah. So don't overexplain. No, don't um, overexplain. I mean, don't just be like not free. You know, that's yeah. underexplaining. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I, say, hate to cancel. This is the reason why. Mm-hmm. This is what you know. This is when I'm next available. Does this work for you? Mm-hmm. You can also like you can really go above and beyond and like give them a couple of choices. Like I'm free next Saturday, next Wednesday. Do either of those like. Going above and beyond to, like, suggest reschedule, suggest that you are legit interested and you're not just fucking around. Yeah. I do think also sometimes early on people don't feel as obligated to, like, keep dates because you're like, "Mm, whatever, I've never even met this person. Like, if something else comes up, I might just schedule that instead. And I'm not going to tell you you're a bad person for doing that, but it's not that nice. Yeah, it's... We're not saying, like, these are the rules that make you, like, moral, but if you break etiquette, you're not, you're not like, an evil person, but it's no, kind of rude. It's kind of rude. It's rude, yeah. I mean, I think, I think there are times when it's totally appropriate to kind of double book yourself because you can tell that the other person's maybe not that excited about you. You're like, well, if it works out, we'll meet up, and if not, I'll go do something else. Yeah. 
But that's a that's a little tricky dance. Like you got to be reading the other person right, and especially if you've only matched on an app and not in real life, it's very easy to read that wrong. And just when you don't know someone that well, it's easy to read it wrong. No, of course, yeah. I I don't like to do that. Or if that is what's happening, I I would like at least to be straightforward with someone. Like, hey, I think my coworker's going away party that night, but I don't know how long I'm gonna stay. Mm. So I would be up for meeting with you afterwards, but I don't want to put you in a situation where you're waiting for me and then I actually having a great time and I'm going to stay too long. So if you were okay with leaving it loose to the last minute, we can maybe meet up later. But if you'd rather us make a date when you know that we're both free, that's fine. Yeah. And you, if you give them the choice and they decide they're okay with you maybe flaking out at the last second, at least they've opted into that. Yeah. Um, in scenarios like that, what I used to do was I will, it, it essentially was, you can have two days and one of those two days is a maybe, one of those is a definite, or mm -hmm. I can guarantee one day. Mm -hmm. Like, we can hang out this day. However, I have a conflict on that day, so that day is a maybe, but I'm giving you the next week, that Saturday. Sure. Or we just don't even try with a maybe, we just go with the definite. Mm -hmm. um, and that always went a long way. Um, I'm usually a person who doesn't like to do a maybe date. Me either. I hated them. I always hated them. I, I do don't not like, like uncertainty. I don't like maybe dates, dates but... Because then my day's on hold. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I guess I I like the idea of offering it an option to someone else because it means they're like, you know, hey, if you want to meet up sooner, this is a maybe option. It's, 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 yeah. it's nice that it's like, you're like, oh, if you want to try to meet sooner, this is a possibility. But I, I don't like maybe dates. I don't know if anyone really does. I don't think anyone really does. What I found was if I really like someone and I want to show that I really like them, I'm going to do that through effort, uh, not only effort, but also like flexibility. Mm -hmm. And I think that that always showed flexibility where it's like, you know, I want to see you so much that I'll, you know, maybe I will be okay with like potentially seeing you on this Tuesday and Friday rather than just the Friday. You know? Yeah. Like if I'm super into somebody, like I'll be all over that maybe date. But. Yeah, I guess I have accepted a maybe day invitation saying like, why don't you text me at eight? What's going on with you? And then we'll see. And right. like, yeah, so I'm not even committing to that either. I'm like, well, if I'm like, like if I'm still if I'm still out and in a good mood. Sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Yeah. I think one of the most basic tips that anyone could learn from is if you do know you're going to cancel do it as soon as possible yeah like don't wait until the last minute it's always better to you know even if it's the difference between a half an hour like that half an hour difference could be somebody getting ready somebody like planning their trip somebody already being on their way to the date right um, which happens, has not only like on the way to the date getting a text like like coming from brooklyn the first stop that you get to that's like close enough, this first subway stop you get to that's close enough to the ground where like mm -hmm. you get cell service for like a split second and you get a text no, like, like halfway. Like I'm like at Canal Street on my way to 34th Street. Like, hey, I had to cancel. And I'm like, mother. No. God damn it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do understand sometimes you like to like I've had the situation where I'm not sure if I'm tired or I'm sick. Yeah. And I'm like, if I'm tired, I can rally. If I'm sick, I should cancel. But I'm not <laughs> sure what's happening with me right now. Yeah. And then I'll let that go kind of till late in the day. But even then, you could warn someone. You're like, I think I might be getting sick. If you want to cancel, that's fine. And again, I think you should say, I think I might be getting sick. I think we should give it a few days. We can wait till Saturday. Or if you're willing to play it by ear and see if, like, maybe I'm not, that's fine. What do you think? Like. Yeah. I, I think that that's a fine thing. Again, I've never taken someone up on a sick date before. <laughs> I think I might be sick. I'm not like, all right, sounds great. Yeah. Um, mm, influenza. Yeah, you don't want to, I don't want to give anyone anything. But like, <laughs> I guess if they're so desperate to see me that they're willing to hang out with me when I might be sick, then there you go. there's true love. <laughs> or just desperation. Sure. Either one. One of those. Yeah, one of those. So... Let's talk about the etiquette around breaking up mm -hmm. or ending things because breaking up often implies that there's a serious relationship and yeah. there are some things that you just end before they even get started. Yeah. So how should I end things if I have been on like one or a couple dates with someone, not that serious, but enough dates where it's like, okay, we've met, clearly there's something there, we thought something might be there, but now it's not or mm -hmm. it just will, will never be. 
I think if it's very few dates, I think a breakup text or an ending thing text is totally acceptable. Mm -hmm. I don't think you need to go meet them in person or call them. Yes. Unless you want to, I guess. You want to go for it. But you you definitely don't have to, especially like if you are going to do that, if you're going to like break up with them in person or via phone, make sure you do it in a way that's convenient for them. Like don't call them at work. Yeah. And don't make them come to you yeah. to get broken up with or yeah. ended with when it's definitely not that serious. Like, <laughs> yeah. at least be considerate of their, like, time and, like, you know, okay, if you guys have only gone two dates and then you call them at work and you say, I don't want to go out anymore, like, that's, okay, probably they're not going to, like, sob uncontrollably, but, like, don't make someone, like, uncomfortable. Like, yeah. try to do it at a time when, you know, like, they're not out. And or like in a place where they might be feel uncomfortable, feeling sad in front of other people, and like also don't inconvenience them. So yeah. just and you you don't have to go into great detail. This is again one of those things where like over explaining makes it worse. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I would say that I have probably been broken up with and or like things ended. Somebody mm-hmm. ended things with me, like uncountable for me. Yeah. But the times that I do remember specifically where I'm like, what the fuck is this bullshit? It's like, I took an Uber to come to you to be broken up with. We have been on four dates. It's unnecessary. You made me go to Midtown to meet you for you to tell me in person that you do not want to see me ever again. Why? We're yeah. not we're not that serious. Like I mean, if you're gonna do that then you pay for their Uber home at least. Yeah. Jesus. Like, you really made me take a 30-minute Uber ride. But you still also, like, wasted a bunch of their time. Like, that just seems bonkers. I think you should definitely be considerate of their time. I have texted someone to end things slash breakup. I guess it was in the cusp of whether it was a breakup or an end things. And they were upset that I did it via text, which I, I, I gauged that that was appropriate, and they felt like it was not. And I said, I'm, I'm sorry, do you want me to call you and they were like no thanks and it's like well what did what yeah what exactly did you want yeah honestly me to come to your window and sing you a breakup song i don't yeah. know that's that that actually gets to a yeah. good point that i wanted to make about what is the appropriate vehicle for breaking up i think that if you have been on less dates than you have fingers you can break up via text mm-hmm. like without fail i think you shouldn't be a jerk and about toes. it fingers and toes You've been on less dates than you have fingers and toes. If you've been on less than 20 dates and you're not committed to each other, that's still fine. Like, text, like, no, this is it. Yeah, I'd say that's true. I think if you've been on more dates than fingers, you should be open to giving a little bit of an explanation. I feel like mm. if you've been on if you've been on less than five dates, you owe nothing. This if isn't you've been on, goodbye. Yeah, yeah. You, can, you can say, like, perfectly nice, wish you the best of luck. I, I, this isn't for me. Yeah. I think if it's 10-ish to 20-ish dates, a little bit of detail is appropriate, especially if the other person asks. Mm-hmm. Like if they're like, I thought things were going well, and you can just say, this isn't a good time for me, or I met somebody else. Again, I wouldn't go into a great amount of detail, but I do. give them a reason if they ask A reason if they ask, especially. I don't think you need to offer one. You can, I guess, if you want to. I don't think you have to. I think it's one of those, I would not offer a reason unless somebody really wanted to know the reason. Yeah. At that point where it's like, okay, you've invested a certain, you've invested enough time where it's like, you want to know what went wrong? Fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. I won't offer it unless you ask. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to be like, the reason why I'm breaking up with you, unless it was like they did something really fucked up Mm -hmm. is because X, Y, Z, but if they were like, what went wrong? Like, what did I do? I would explain like, this is what happened. This is what I didn't find. This is what I wasn't attracted. You know? Oh, and I think phone calls only like only, you only deserve a phone call if we're like in a committed relationship. Yeah. And like, I can give you the phone call if I'm feeling like it, but if we've just been dating and you're like, I really want to talk on the phone, like for you to explain why it's like, I don't. I don't want to talk on the phone. No, I don't think you. you have to. If you're, <laughs> if someone asks you to, and you're open to it, go ahead for it. I don't. Yeah. I don't think you have to. I think. I think also th- those things sound like a good idea and then aren't a good idea. Yeah, and they're never. You know? <laughs> no one has ever explained anything o- over the phone to me o- about a breakup that I was like, "Oh, this is useful and valuable." Oh, that all makes sense yep. now. Yeah. Now. No. No, it doesn't. What about committed dating? I broke up with someone who lived. 
actually not very far from me. Or they broke up with me, actually. That was what would happen. They broke up with me. And, like, I could tell this is where the conversation was going. And yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to fight you on this, but could we please do this face-to-face? I can come to you or you can come to me. And, like, that wasn't going to be a big deal because it was, like, maybe a 15-minute walk. And yeah. then they were, like, fine. And that was and that was my preference. But if they had said no, I would have been, like, fine. Like, you know. Yeah. But I felt I felt like at least at that point I'm like we've known each other long enough that I feel like you owe it to me to say it to my face. I think so. You can't do anything if the person refuses. Yeah. But I felt like, and if this situation had been reversed, I would have said yes. I will come talk to you face to face about yeah. this. I think once you commit to someone, regardless of the level of commitment, once you commit to somebody, you owe them a little more than like a stranger. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like for you have a good reason not to want to explain a breakup in person or do a breakup in Mm -hmm. person i think that you have to be respectful of your own feelings like if breaking up with someone in person is going to make you not want to break up with them Mm. like if you see them in person you're like you know what we we should get back together we should give it another like you won't be able to stay strong in your resolve or like you are worried about danger like if i explain this to this person in front of them maybe they'll harm me like you don't owe somebody that it would it's one of those things where if there's no good reason not to explain to someone you're committed, you were committed to, why you want to break up with them in person. If you have no good reason not to, then, like, you do should. them a kindness, you know? Like, yeah. consider it a kindness. Like, it sucks to be broken up with. And maybe for you, you're like, oh, I actually didn't like them as much. And it doesn't have the same impact. But you never know how much on the other end, how much that can help move on. So it's one of those things where... If you can do it and there's no reason not to, I think you can give that breakup in person. Yeah. yeah. It's just, some people also, really I think it's, it means a lot. It's, I mean, it depends on what's going on with you and why you're breaking up again. Like, yeah. safety puts it in a whole completely different category. But if it's, especially if one or both of you is very torn about this decision, like, it can be nice to have a moment to say goodbye. Yeah. That helps sometimes. Again, if it's going to ruin your resolve to stay broken up when you know that it's right, then I guess you shouldn't do it. But um, (laughs) uh, if you're like, oh, accidentally we might get back together and fuck, like, maybe don't do that. But like, yeah, that that happened to me one time. I was trying to break up with somebody and Mm -hmm. it was just like, not specifically that we like had sex, but it was like you get in a room with somebody and you remember every good thing about them yeah and none of the bad things about them and it's like yeah why are we breaking up and then a week later plus they're like they're looking all sad and you feel bad and you're like oops i don't want to do this yeah no like a little puppy you're like i don't want to harm this puppy no who wants to harm puppies not me no not me monsters i think we have a definite anti-puppy harm policy for this podcast we're pro puppy yeah yeah pro puppy choose puppy puppy. choose puppy yeah (laughs) Adopt. Do yeah. not buy a new. No, don't. Adopt. Do adopt a dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> rescue a dog. Rescue dog. That's yeah. what I think we've got out of this dating etiquette. Yeah. All right. What happens when you change your mind? Mm. So let's say that I'm super, super into the idea of settling down, and for whatever reason, I change my mind. I want to do something different. Mm-hmm. Whether it's more casual, more open. What I wanted initially, I now have changed my mind. Like, how do you convey that? There's been an implication of being committed. Yes. And now you're thinking. Changing. That's not quite what I want. Yes. I think you should be sure that that's what you want. And then mm. once you're, like, if you're not just like, Ugh, I don't want to have dinner with their mom. Like, just like, okay. Uh, yeah. You're being a little shallow and weird, <laughs> but Okay. Um, but if you're if you're sure that you're like actually this isn't where I want to head, I think I want to keep it. I think we should. I would like to keep seeing them, but I would like it to be more casual, or right, I'd like to yeah. see you less frequently, something like that. I think you should have very clear in your mind what you're asking for, mm-hmm. and then ask for that with the understanding that the other person is probably going to be disappointed and perhaps want to cut the whole thing off. Yeah. Every single part of what you initially thought you wanted romantically can change. Mm -hmm. Um, And it can be major changes. Like you can go from wanting a relationship to never being in a relationship ever. Mm -hmm. Or it can be really small. Like it could be, you know, see each other less, see each other more. So I'm glad you cleaned that up. Yeah, I think 
I feel like for me in non-monogamy, there's a lot more like gray area of like, mm-hmm. what is this right now? And it doesn't match my needs. And what do I want? It's like, sometimes it literally is just, I need to hang out with you less frequently. Yeah. And that's not even necessarily like an explicit ask you need to make sometimes. It de- it depends on what your relationship is in the first place. But yeah. sometimes I have had to be explicit. Like I'm actually real busy and like, I don't think I have the capacity to hang out more than whatever. So you have to be, essentially, would you say you have to be more explicit the bigger the change you want to make? So Yeah, if I, changing, I would say so. Yeah. So if you want to go from spending four nights a week together, three nights a week, that might not be something that you're like, all right, we need to change how often we see each other. I think that that, I mean, given life and the ebb and flow of, like, what's going on with you that might have happened naturally for no reason. <laughs> and so I don't think you need to announce that formally. Yeah. If there's tension around that and that's something you need to discuss explicitly, then probably you and the other person already have slightly different expectations anyway, in which case mm. you're probably due for a conversation. They're like three times a week. That's not enough. What's going on? Like, you, yeah. like if that's what's, then maybe that's a symptom of something else where you guys are already not kind of not on the same page about what your commitment is or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Like, if that small of a change would in, would initiate conflict, then probably something else is up. Hmm. That's so my good. suspicion. Hmm. I like it. Uh, what if you want something... Let's say the change that you have is you went from wanting to be more casual to now you want to be more serious. Like, mm. So not a reduction, but an increase. An escalation. An escalation. Thank you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> the brains of the operation. Yes. I love it. Well, how would you do that? Have you ever have you ever done that before? Yes, I have actually. So there's been times when I was seeing someone and it was casual and we sort of didn't really discuss. We just sort of fell into like, this is a casual thing. We're not serious. We're not. And it got to the point where I'm like, oh, actually, I would like to maybe see where this goes. And it was, it really was just a discussion like, hey, I know we're casual, like, would you want to do this more serious thing? Like, I'm thinking about it now. I'm thinking about it more. What do you think about it? And it was, so what I learned, I one of the few things I got right there um, in dating in general was, like, let me ask first. Mm-hmm. So in general, it's a good idea to ask if you want more, you know? Like, yes. closed mouth doesn't get fed. If you want more, you should ask for more. Mm-hmm. Um, with the understanding that you can't make it more by your actions because I've been on the other side where I'm like, I want something more serious. So I will do things and try to have things like have us do activities and meet people that would be more like things I would do in a more serious relationship without asking. And that's the wrong approach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get, okay, I'm trying to imagine a situation. I'm in a mostly casualist relationship with someone, and they go, oh, hey, do you want to come to my friend's birthday? And I go, sure. And then they go, hey, do you want to come to this work event? And I'm like, sure. And they're like, hey, do you want to have brunch with my mom? And I I might be like, yeah. what's going, what's going on? on? Are you yeah. trying to make me your girlfriend? Because let's just chat about that. Yeah. Or did you just think I'd really like your mom? <laughs> Maybe I would. I don't know. What's yeah. your mom like? Um, Super great. So, but I don't think you should, you should sneak them into a more serious relationship. That seems cuckoo. No, no, no. That was when I was doing things the exact wrong way. (laughs) When I was doing things the right way, it was like, hey, would you be open to this? Yeah. Um, And that actually worked out. I mean, you know, everyone sort of, we were on the same page and then we broke up. But the times where I was like, hey, let's do this thing where you meet all my friends Mm-hmm. And it's like, we didn't really talk about what that meant. But in my head, I'm like, oh, well, if we do these things, we become more serious. Yeah. I'm like, don't do that. It didn't work out. I had it's a... just also, even if it did work out, like, it's just a not great thing to do. Just don't no. do it. I had a, well, it wasn't a changing my mind thing. But like, when, like, I'd been seeing my girlfriend for a while, but we hadn't said anything about what it was. Mm-hmm. And then she invited me to like a work thing. And I was like, yeah, sure. And I, for whatever, for whatever reason, I didn't think that hard about it meaning something. Right. And then I think because I didn't understand how formal it was, probably was part of it. But yeah. until I did figure it out before. She didn't like spring a super informal event on me. <laughs> I just, at the moment when she asked, I didn't totally get it. 
But then she said, well, how would you like me to introduce you, you to people? And I was like, this feels like a trick question. And I was like, how do you want to introduce you to people? Yeah. And she's like, you're answering a question with a question. I'm like, well, they're your coworkers. Like, I felt like <laughs> what they think of me or our our relationship has little bearing on my life. Yeah. So if you're the one who wants to say something, I'm going to let you describe it how you like. And then she's like, well, oh, can I call you a girlfriend? I was like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, I was I was like, that's fine with me. And, like, that was, like, a very, like, simple, easy thing. Although I was, I guess, being a little bit of a coward. But um, I felt like that was good in the way that she asked. And, like, I had agency to be like, no, I'd prefer you didn't or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that that worked out really well, right? Yes, it did. Because then you guys were... On the same page. On the same page. Yeah. Yeah. So do yeah, that. Yeah, and I was excited. And yeah. not the thing I just described. That's no. That's a terrible idea. That yeah. worked out perfectly, actually. Right, it did. Yeah. I mean, I guess if I had been like, no, I don't really want that, that would have been a bummer, but... Yeah, but yeah. that's the risk, I think, and good etiquette means that there's a chance that somebody will say no. Like, when you're polite and you're accommodating and you're trying to be on the same page as people, there's always the chance that somebody will say no. Like initially said I wanted something more serious and now I want something less serious, there's a chance that the person who you're seeing will say, no, that doesn't work and vice mm-hmm. versa. Yep. So this isn't going to like, if you just go do all the things we say, you know, like in terms of like being mm-hmm. <laughs> just having good manners about dating still could not work out, you know? Sure. Like much in the same mentality, like of the quote unquote, nice guy, TM, 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 yeah. where, uh, <laughs> Just because you be nice doesn't mean that the woman is the sex vending machine and sex pops out. Like, just because you are polite and considerate and give someone an out to accommodate their agency and their preferences does not mean that their preferences will be in line with yours. Yeah. But you did the right thing just because you didn't get the outcome you wanted doesn't mean you didn't do the right thing. Yeah. Doing the right thing often means that you're doing it for the sake of just doing the right thing. Like, you don't always get to be the one that gets everything you want. No, unfortunately, that is not how the world works. No, it is not. Moving on. Yes. When is ghosting okay? I would say rarely. <laughs> I think the scenarios in which ghosting is acceptable are specific, and in the, and those may occur f- with some frequency, but like I think there are a lot of scenarios where ghosting is inappropriate. Yeah, like um, we go on a date, I mm-hmm. message you saying, hey, I can't wait to see you again, and you ghost me. I think that's not That's okay. rude. Yeah, it's that's rude. rude. Like, hey, I'm not interested, sorry. Best of luck. That's, yes. that's all it takes. That's fine. You and I have discussed before mutual ghosting where you both go on a date, you're both not feeling it, and, and no one ever reaches out ever again. Perfectly okay. That's 100% acceptable. Yeah. If they do reach out at some point, I do kind of feel like you owe a response. There's a gray scenario if the person reaches out like way fucking later. Yeah. Where you're like, yes. what is that? Yeah, yeah. Like, like months later. Oh, yeah. No. You're like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, hey, remember that one time we went on a date? Do you want to go on another one? Like, no, nah, you don't know. Them I did one time, like, completely drag someone. Like, we did, we matched. We never met up. We had plans. They canceled at the last second. Then months and months and months later, they reached out to me. And I was like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> And I was like, what is going on with you that you're scraping the very bottom of the barrel? Are you insane? Like, I I was like, I mean, if they block me, I don't care because they've like, this is the the stakes are so impossibly low. But I just I needed them to know I'm like, you are so way off base at this point, pal. (laughs) What are you doing? Anyway, that I could I could have ghosted in that scenario. That would have been, been acceptable. Okay. I chose to drag instead. That's yeah. just a personal preference. Oh, that's you know, <laughs> yeah. that's one of those things where, you know, I I trust I trust your judgment. I had I had the emotional capacity to drag them, and I yeah. did. Um, I don't know if they learned a lesson, but I don't know. no, he's, probably not. Yeah, that guy probably had like or person. I don't know. It was a man. Okay. Yeah, surprise. I am genuinely shocked. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, but. I think that people like that often have like a salesperson's mindset where it's mm-hmm. like a no is a no, no matter how like fucked up it is. Like I'll just move on to my next lead. Mm. And like he was going back to like old leads. He's like, oh, well, we were supposed to meet six months ago. Yeah. It's still an open lead. Like I could still make this happen. I could get the sale. I got it. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. Don't do that. No. Also, like that's a random, like this is not a major topic. Like 
hey, should I circle back after six months after, like, ghosting someone? No. No. If, like, you were going to meet up and it's like, oh, I actually started seeing someone. Sorry, I didn't reach out. Like, or I, I started seeing someone, I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And then six months later, I'm like, hey, I'm single now. I'm not sure if you still want to go on that date. If you ghosted someone, you cannot go back and, like, unghost them. That's the other etiquette thing. No, they're not going to be amenable to that. And if they yeah. are, they probably have, like, self-confidence issues. Yeah, probably. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good for anybody. That's pretty weird. I, d- I feel like one other time, most of the time if someone does the way later reach out, I just ignore them because I'm yeah. like, nah, if you. One time someone did it, like, I think on Christmas. Oh, that's weird. And I just wrote back in all caps, <laughs> no. No. <laughs> and uh, I didn't even mean, no, I don't want to go out with you. I also meant, like, no. Like, when you roll up a newspaper and hit the dog on the nose. Pat. No. <laughs> Bad. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's how they took it, but that's how I intended it. I hope they did. I hope they did, too, because that's uh, stupid. <laughs> uh, and one of the major re- ways when ghosting is okay, I think, is safety. Like, that's... Oh, like, course. if you feel unsafe, like, that's fine. Like, and, like, any of these canceling when you've lost interest or what like if safety is the reason you have lost interest safety is yeah. above all else self safety is always above manners i know especially women and femme socialized people to some extent are really it's green it's drilled into us that we're supposed to accommodate other people's needs and yes. preferences but like other people's needs and preferences never supersede safety like If just something feels wrong, like, listen to your gut. It's never worth it. Mm -hmm. And, like, if one time you were a little bit rude and this person wasn't going to murder you, okay, you were a little bit rude, but you know what? You're alive. Like, just be be sensible. I have ghosted in a safety situation where the just – I went on a date and the person gave me weird vibes and I didn't want to see them again. And I ghosted and I felt like a little bit of an asshole. But I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be murdered. So I, I stand by it even though I felt like a little bit of a jerk. Yeah. One of the things to keep in mind is that when it comes to etiquette, it is a nice to do, mm-hmm. but it is not an obligation. Mm-hmm. Um, and you make a great point where there are some people who will try to be as nice as possible, as kind as possible, because they feel socially obligated to mm-hmm. in the face of danger. So, no, like, just understand that we're not telling you you have to do all these things if you feel like you're in danger. No, and I think, like, sometimes even, like, when you do ghost, or even if you politely reject someone because of safety reasons, like, the person it might try to emotionally manipulate you into feeling guilty, like you've done something wrong. But, yeah. like, again, in a safety scenario, you never have to feel bad about doing something to protect yourself. And also, like, if you... If you made a good faith effort to end things or de-escalate or whatever you want to do as politely as possible and the person acts like you're a jerk, like, you did your best. They're probably just hurting because they're disappointed or maybe embarrassed and, like, you don't have to take their feedback as a literal, you are definitely a dick. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. That brings us to our last topic. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it okay to slow fade? Which, let's define it for folks who are maybe not savvy. So, slow fade is when you don't end it, but you kind of, like, you let it really peter out. Like, you see less frequently, you respond to text less frequently, you say less when you do respond. You, you're basically letting it trickle out, but it's a passive thing. It's not yeah. a, you're not, you don't announce, I'm going to slow fade you now. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, like, I've just been really busy. Like, maybe we could see each other next month and then... Oh, yeah, I know that I said I'd be less busy this month, but maybe check back in two weeks. Like, I'm so sorry to do this. And just perpetually until... Perpetually saying like, oh, ha, sorry I didn't respond to your last text. Stuff's been going on at work. And then just keep doing that. Except two weeks ago. You're like... (laughs) What are you doing? I don't even know what I meant texted you two weeks ago. (laughs) So I think sometimes... Don't do this. This is not a good move, first of all. Yeah, I don't think so. Safety exception aside. Safety exception aside. In a safety exception, I would say go ahead and ghost. I don't think you need to do a slow fade unless you think for some reason a slow fade is safer. Yeah, like if you keep running into them. Right, or they know your address or something. I don't know. Do whatever is the safest thing. So in a safety scenario, slow fade, ghost, whatever. I would say a mutual slow fade is also okay. Mm -hmm. Like if you can sense they're cooling off, you are welcome to match their coolness yeah keep that energy 
Yes, I think that's fine. I don't think you should do it on purpose. I think sometimes we do it by accident because we're not being very conscious about our choices. Yeah, it's you're choosing not to see them, but you're not doing it consciously. It's like, yeah, I don't really like I could see them, but I'll just like push it off. And, you know, Mm -hmm. which if somebody's still trying to see you and you feel like your interest is waning, uh, it is always better to really consider why your interest is waning. And maybe you just aren't. Like, I think that anytime that I slow faded somebody, which I'm not saying it's a good thing, it was obviously a bad thing, but anytime I slow faded anyone, it was usually because they were a good person mm-hmm. and they were somebody who would be great to date. They just were not a good fit for me. So it's like, right. why? Like, it's really hard to like end things with somebody who isn't bad. Right. Like, if someone sucks, it's like, oh, okay, well, you suck. I don't need you around, for sure. But if someone's amazing, but just not great for you, it's It's, like, oh, this person's perfect for not me. Like, it's really easy to slow fade those people, and those are the people usually (laughs) impacted by it. It's like, you probably... Yeah, and then it's a shitty thing to do to someone who you think is a good person. Yeah, like, why? So, it sucks. I mean, I think... So, I think sometimes we do this... Because we're not really willing to confront how we actually feel. We're like, all of this works on paper. Yeah. I just don't want to hang out right now. But it's always, I don't want to hang out right now. And it's never later. Yeah. I think as soon as you consciously acknowledge that this is maybe what you're doing, you know, like stop and do a check-in with yourself. Like, what's going on? Is it that I actually, like, good match on paper, we don't actually want to hang out? Is it something else about this person where I'm avoiding them, whatever it is, get honest with yourself. And then if, if you just don't want to be together anymore, just say so. Just yeah. rip off the bandaid. Yeah. So no, we're against the slow fade generally on principle. Generally on principle. I think it's easy to be passive yeah. and to not decide and mm-hmm. to kick it down the road. And I'm, I'm all for like, kicking it down the road maybe like once or twice with someone where you're like, I'm not sure I want a little more time to think about it, but like in the interest of kindness to them, do not drag that out. Yeah. Do what you need to do to make up your mind. Yeah. Like when you first, like your first couple of dates with someone, you might be on the fence Mm -hmm. and some people, like I was never one of those people. Like I knew or didn't know about Mm -hmm. someone pretty early on, but not everyone can figure out if they even like someone on the first date. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with your three dates in and you're like, yeah, I don't know where this is going to go. But at some point, the longer you've been dating someone, it should be a lot. You're just delaying making a choice. Yeah. So like you have to force yourself to make that choice. Like you shouldn't be holding up someone's time by canceling constantly because like, oh, yeah, mm, I don't know. Right. Like you have to make a decision. Yes. There has to be a point. And that's just like the kindest thing you can do for both you and the person that you're slowly fading yeah i think also a lot of us are unwilling to acknowledge that the absence of a decision is in fact a decision Mm. like you not deciding is deciding yeah so if you're already deciding then just decide just decide yeah pull the trigger i think so i think i have successfully kicked off a decision i like canceled and then the reschedule would have come up like in the middle of like the holidays, like the mm-hmm. next time to see each other would have been right when like it's Christmas time and there's like a million parties and people have a million obligations and they're traveling and then it's yeah. New Year's. And so like I canceled and then I knew the reschedule wasn't going to be until after the new year. And I was like, this buys me actually a lot of time to decide <laughs> what I want to do. So it was it was a convenient move. But ultimately, like if I like that person, I would have fucking tried. Yeah. And like yeah. that's that's just generally true if i like the person i would have fucking tried and like i think that that's true for most of us yeah i agree so just be real with yourself yeah all right uh any closing thoughts Mm. before we wrap up you know there's the golden rule treat others how you want to be treated Mm -hmm. there's the platinum rule of treat others how they want to be treated and i think that's pretty good for most of any social interactions and then just with the caveat of you got to be safe yeah (laughs) Don't be one of those, like, smart-ass people who's like, well, I don't care if I get ghosted. Like, okay, in that case, treat people how most people would like to be treated. Yeah, if you're a sociopath who doesn't care about social norms, like, accept that the world operates yeah, on slightly different rules than you do. Yeah, treat people with kindness. Yeah. Like, be kind to people, don't be nice to people is what I always try to do. Like, mm-hmm. it's kinder to break up with someone, it's nice to stay with someone who 
it makes you feel nice and they feel nice, but it's temporary. Like the kinder thing is to pull, you know, rip the bandaid. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, safety first, obviously, as yes. always. So I think that's it. I think that's it. All right. Things we love. Yeah. Do you want me to go first? Or do you want to go first? I'll go first. Yes. Let's Ooh. do it. So I recently listened to Cameron Esposito's special rape jokes. Uh, it is not a bunch of rape jokes. It is jokes mixed with her talking about her own experience with sexual assault and coming out. And it's sort of in the neighborhood of the Hannah Gatsby and Annette where it's like, it's very like heartbreaking and honest and also hilarious. And you can watch it for free. You can link to it through her website. I think it also has the option that if you would like to pay for it, that the money goes to either rain or another organization like that. Anyway, it was like, it's definitely an emotional journey. I really loved it. She was like this great mix of like heartbreaking and honest and thoughtful and, um, I enjoyed it, and I would recommend it. Awesome. Um, I will have to check it out. Yeah. We usually do a little prep before a show, taking you behind the scenes. Spoiler. Spoiler. <laughs> we prepped for the uh, show. And you, we were talking about the things we love, and I was like, what do you love? And you were like, rape jokes. And I was like, Whoa, okay. Yeah. Okay. Without context, Without it context, sounds like a real yeah. weird thing to be in favor of, <laughs> especially from me. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but anyway, yeah. uh, the thing I love this week, and also like in general is Lizzo, uh, specifically Lizzo's newest album. It is just so good. It is amazing. She is like a phenomenal musician. She's a phenomenal person. Yeah, and I think it's also awesome that just like in terms of depictions of women and how like not every woman in the world is like a super skinny blonde woman. And Lizzo is none of those things. No, surprisingly. Yeah, awkward. Who would have thought? Um, And I I love that her, her album cover is just her naked on it and she is not a skinny blonde woman and i think it's really amazing it's very vulnerable it's very like just like ah you have to listen to this album you should follow lizzo on twitter in general it's like she's hilarious and funny and can twerk and play the flute i don't know what else you need out of life really at all ever. I, don't, I don't know what else i need out of life i don't need much really to be honest um <laughs> And that's it. That's that's what I love this week. And just life. And you should you will all love it if you download the album. Or just listen to it. You don't have to download it. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. That's it. Anything else you want to say before we close out? Uh, I'll close out with the title of this, which is Don't Be a Dick. Don't be a dick. That's just a good general etiquette rule. <laughs> don't be a dick. Like, if you're just like, well, I have a dating question about etiquette, but it wasn't answered on this podcast. Like, what do I do in XYZ scenario? Just don't be a dick. Mm-hmm. what would a dick do don't do that don't do that yeah think of the wor- the biggest dick in your life a person not like the biggest penis and what would they do and don't do that that works solid solid like a dick all right <laughs> <laughs> thank you all for listening and good luck out there bye